The following program is rated MC9. Some material may be too spooky for children under 9. We suggest listening together as a family. and join me for a little midnight snack. Perhaps a little screech cobbler? It's good for what flails you. Or maybe something really gross like... Fresh carrots! Ugh, yuck! Ah, it's no use. No matter what I eat, I just can't sleep. Nightmares! That's the problem. I haven't been having any. Maybe a little dread time story can scare up a good fright's rest. Ah, here's a good one. I call this one, The Secret in the Tomb. Fate can play strange tricks on you, and sometimes your life doesn't even turn out the way you expect it to. Just six months ago, I was a psychiatrist with my own practice. Today, I'm an inmate in an asylum for the mentally ill. Look at me, trapped in this straitjacket and left to bang my head against these four padded walls. I'm not crazy. At least, I don't think I am. They locked me in here because I tried to tell the truth. It's the truth that nobody seems to want to believe. Perhaps I should tell you how I came to find myself in this wretched situation. It all began one day when a new patient came into my office. His name was Alexander and he was a college professor. He was tall and thin, his skin was almost gray looking, and his face was lined with wrinkles. He said he was troubled by strange dreams and nightmares. I asked him to describe them for me. He said the dreams were always the same. He would find himself walking through an old cemetery, and in the pale moonlight, he can make out crumbling gravestones and decaying burial vaults. Stopping at one tomb in particular, he found that the rusted chains were hanging off the doors, so he decided to go inside. Among the coffins that were leaning against the walls, he saw a small hidden lever. When he pushed it, a narrow hole opened in the floor with a set of stone steps that led down into the earth. He smelled a foul stench coming out of the darkness. But despite this, he ventured down the stone steps and found himself making his way through the maze of burial vaults and tunnels. He wandered silently in the darkness through the cellars and the crypts. As he was telling me this, his voice suddenly dropped to a whisper. And that's when I stumbled upon them. That's when I saw the horrors. As I remained hidden in the shadow, I watched them go about their gruesome work. I watched those things. Those twisted creatures who live in the laver below the cemetery. The ravenous monsters who prey on the dead. The vile ghouls who feast on human corpses. They live down there, in the dark caves lined with human bones and decorated with human skulls. They don't restrict themselves to the dead. Sometimes, when the hunger takes them, they venture out into the world, above the ground and stalk live prey, dragging their 
told me that when his dreams would end, he would wake up in a cold sweat. Night after night, he said, these disturbing visions continued. He had become convinced that these visions were true. As an educated man, I never paid attention to the tales of the supernatural. Of course, I was convinced he was simply imagining these wild visions of monsters and ghouls. They were just the product of a disoriented, diseased mind. I told him that there was only one way to convince him that these dreams were not real, and that was to go into the cemetery and see for himself. I said I would go there with him to persuade him that he was simply dreamed up all those things. He happily agreed and promised to lead me to the tomb in the cemetery where he claimed to have seen them. That very night, I accompanied him to the cemetery. He was grinning like a little boy who'd just been given a new toy. I must confess, I felt strange and uneasy as he led me through the iron gates and past the midnight tombstones. We stopped at the tomb he claimed to have entered, and sure enough, there were rusty chains hanging on the door. We went inside. He showed me the secret lever among the coffins leaning against the wall. When he pressed it, a narrow hole opened up in the floor. I was horrified to find out at least part of what he was telling me was really true. A wave of fear washed over me as I gazed down into the darkness below. I had the strangest suspicion that something was down there, watching us, waiting for us. Despite my hesitations, we walked down the stone steps and explored the hidden place beneath the graveyard. Reluctantly, I followed him as he led me down the winding stairs. The light came from the torches hanging on the walls. It was hot and humid, and the air smelled like rotting flesh. It was like a journey through a nightmare, a journey that led to the unknown, secrets buried under the cemetery. As we walked, fat, bloated rats scurried out of the way. Down and down and down we went as the staircase became increasingly narrow before it ended abruptly in a cave. I began to tremble and my teeth started chattering, but Alexander grabbed me tightly by the arm and warned me to be silent. We stood there together, side by side, in the dark, gloomy underground cavern. I could hear fate whispering in the dark. He stopped and told me to wait there while we went on ahead to make sure it was safe. I stood there in the shadows and waited for him to return, not daring to go one step further. I was too scared to even move a muscle. As I waited and wondered if Alexander was crazy, or if all the things he told me was actually true, was it some kind of sick joke? Was it all just favored ravings of a lunatic? If so, what was he planning? What would happen when he came back? I had been a fool to come. The whole thing was just crazy. Then suddenly, I heard a scream. I broke out in a cold sweat. My stomach was churning and I felt like I was about to throw up. I knew very well what that cry meant. Everything Alexander told me was true. Then I heard soft footsteps coming from the depths of the darkness. I heard frantic scurrying movements and the sounds of crackling laughter. I didn't dare stop to think. I just turned and ran back the way we came, through the caverns and up through the winding staircase without ever looking back. Behind me as I ran, I could hear the sounds of running feet and claws scratching on the stone. I dared not look back, but I knew they were hot on my trail. When I finally reached the top of the stairs, I staggered out of the narrow opening, gasping and choking on air. Then I heard a howl on the stairs directly beneath me, a wild feral howl accompanied by foul and hideous laughter. The hairs in the back of my neck stood on end. They were coming up and up and up, closer and closer and closer. When my body was shaking with fear and dread, I ran out of the tomb and slammed the doors behind me. I managed to lock the doors and I fled from the cemetery. I hoped that when I die, they cremate my body burn me up, but whatever they do, don't bury me in a grave. I'll never forget the last thing I saw as I struggled to get the rusted chains back on the doors. The last horrible glimpse will remain embedded in my mind forever. 
That memory of it haunts me because, for one terrifying moment, I saw the gruesome gathering of drooling monstrous ghouls in the moonlight, and in front of the gory pack was a familiar face of Professor Alexander. <laughs> Chiller did the trick. I'm a new skeleton. I guess it was a grave mistake to follow Professor Alexander into the cemetery alone. But then again, that's why they have fences around the cemetery, because people are dying to get in. Hey, a nice big crab apple. Yeah, no worms. Until next time, kitties, remember to stay creepy. <laughs>